Welcome to the Data Podcast. My name is Brian Ward, the creator and host of the Data Podcast. I am a coach, Marine Corps veteran, speaker, husband, and you guessed it, a dad. Are you ready to be inspired to be the best dad you can be for your family? This show will provide you with the tips, tools, and strategies to do just that. Are you a dad just going through the motions? Or are you looking to really elevate your dad game to the next level? Truth is, it is a blessing to be a dad. This is a responsibility we must take seriously. In the end, how do you want to be remembered? I hope you want to be remembered as a phenomenal dad. Your legacy starts in the home, not outside the home. If you're really ready to elevate your dad game, then make sure you bang that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. Now, let's get started. Data. Welcome to another episode of Data, everyone. Thank you guys very much for joining me. Uh, I'm really excited for the guests that I have on calling or coming in all the way from Toronto, Canada. But uh, he's got quite a story. He's got a phenomenal brand that we're going to get into. And I'm excited that he has joined me on the episode. Uh, Mike Whitla, welcome to the show, brother. Thanks, Brian. Thanks for having me on. Awesome. I'm excited for this conversation because I love what you're doing. Um, I love kind of the message that you're sending out there um, for families, for kids. Um, It's what this show is all about. Um, So for my guests who may not know who you are, Let's dive into a little bit of back history of you, kind of how you grew up and then kind of how you got started and the things you're going through. And then obviously the stuff that you've gone through recently as well. Um, I guess the I've been a musician for the my whole professional career. Uh, and a bunch of years ago, I, I uh, got into doing music with kids uh my wife saw an ad for something and said hey i think you'd be really good at that so i i started working with uh kids and i started a company called rainbow songs uh that company does music programs with little kids and then as a kind of offshoot of that i had this really amazing manager who gave me all this free time and i wrote this uh a record i thought my kids were really into dinosaurs little kids always get into dinosaurs and I thought, where are all the great dinosaur songs? And they just didn't seem to be a lot of them uh, around. So I wrote, started writing dinosaur songs. And then I wrote this little song about an egg. And then I thought, wait a second, this could be the beginning of a story. Uh, so I sketched out a little story and then just started writing songs. And th- those songs became my first dinosaur recording called Dinostory the ultimate dinosaur rock opera, which is about a little, a a bunch of eggs that are laid and then one of them rolls away and then it hatches out and it, it's, you know, it doesn't have its family. So it's, it's trying to figure out how it fits in the world. And it's, its story kind of for uh, its story of search for belonging. Uh, And I thought it was, I was really pleased with the record. I thought this is probably the best thing I've ever written. And I thought that it should have another platform. So uh, eventually, after looking into what it would cost to do it on stage and, you know, millions of dollars for robots and stuff seemed to be not the way to go. Uh, so I started animating the stuff and putting it up on YouTube and it started blowing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, when then, you know, the first video that hit a million views and then videos. To, and then I, so I started writing, well, this there's interest in this. So I started writing more 
songs in the story. And then also some other songs that were just fun songs about dinosaurs that weren't necessarily part of the story. But the story kind of continues and it's actually a little baby triceratops that uh, is the one with three horns. And it has this kind of uh, blended family that it ends up finding. It finds a stegosaurus and some other plant eating dinosaurs. And they have this kind of an odd family that that uh, starts taking care of each other. And uh, so I did a whole second season of it. And all those videos got really popular. And we started translating the stuff into Portuguese and Spanish. And, you know, there's I'm amazed some of the songs with me singing in Spanish have more views in Spanish than they do on the English versions. It's crazy. So, and, and, and for me, it's amazing that I'm now reaching more people uh, every day uh, via YouTube and Spotify and all the other various streaming platforms. than I met, uh, then I reached with like the first 40 years of my life. Uh, you know, it's, every day so it's it's been really great finding an audience uh and i'm really excited to have my oldest son uh, i have two sons uh jake and kyle uh jake is 20 and kyle is 17 uh and he's written a song called the kraken and it's a new series we're working on called mythologica uh so we're taking stuff uh, we have another one coming uh, that we're working on called uh, cyclops which is about Ulysses and uh, his experience with the Cyclops uh and those ones are coming out soon uh well actually the Kraken's out now so I'm just I'm super and I think it's an amazing song he's done an awesome job on it and to have him uh working with me is 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 it's it's really awesome that's that's Uh, cool go ahead go ahead that's me uh that's what's been kind of going on with me professionally uh I know that my family has had uh uh a really rough time we've been a really tight family for a long time we uh but uh in late uh 2019 uh my wife uh died by suicide uh and she she had been sick i guess for it was a very short period of time we were like such a, a tight super super uh bonded family and it's amazing how quickly uh, things can change. Uh, and it's just sent us for, uh, it's just completely changed our lives and our perspective on life. Um, it's been a really difficult time for us. Uh, but in some ways, uh, we are tighter than we've ever been. Uh, I know the, the, one of the first things, uh, that I said to the boys is that we have to be open with each other, which is one of the reasons that you know, I'm open to talking about this kind of stuff uh, is is part of the thing that's the biggest problem is the silence. Uh, people that are suffering from mental illness, uh, they suffer by themselves. So many people had no idea that Lisa was suffering. Uh, she had difficulty telling me um, what she was feeling. And when people are having suicidal thoughts, it's... Uh, it's, it's difficult to tell is how can you tell the people that you love this mm. it's it's uh so you you're suffering alone and to, to so i think and she lost she lost both her sisters to suicide as well mm. so i lost all three of them 
so it's something she was always really difficult for her to talk openly about it uh so much stigma around it uh and we've we've experienced a lot of uh because people don't know what to say people uh try to try to fix what's wrong with you uh and there's no fixing it there's nothing wrong with us <laughs> we're suffering mm -hmm. uh, it's just something we have to go through mm. so that's where we're at personally we're coming up it's a difficult time of year for us because we're coming up to the anniversary. It's the third anniversary coming up. Uh, and I talk about it as being, it's not something that you ever get over. It's something that you learn to carry with you. That's wow. Kinda how that. Wow. Um, well, first of all, um, my apologies and, and sympathy goes out to you and your boys for that um, experience that you guys have had to uh, navigate through. Um, I do know that, you know, I've had, I've had guests on my show. I had another guest on my show whose uh, husband died by suicide and he was a pastor of a church. Uh, and, you know, you, she said kind of the same thing. It's just not something that you get over. It's just something you have to kind of, you know, work through uh, as a family. And she had, she had three young boys uh, very young boys. Um, <clears throat> so I, I'm, I'm sorry that you guys have gone through that. Um, and you know, my prayers to you guys, uh, for this continued healing process, uh, cause I know it'll be a journey for you guys. Um, but you staying resilient as a father to those boys and being, um, close to them. And as you had, uh, you know, alluded to that continuing to be open with them and have them be open with you is super important. Um, I know that mental health is a big issue, especially now, uh, more so over the last couple of years dealing through, you know, this, uh, this thing that, that the world has gone through, uh, in the pandemic, uh, you guys had experienced that just before the pandemic. And, and then you had to experience obviously the, the downturn of, of the world with this, with this epidemic of, of this disease. So, um, <clears throat> I do, I do feel, um, I am sorry that you guys gone through that. It's really tough. And if there's anything that I can do, you know, just kind of a sidebar, if there's anything I can do for you guys, um, let me know, uh, even if it's just a simple prayer, I, I have no problem, um, you know, praying for you guys and, and doing those things. So, um, Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing that, Mike. I know that's uh, tough. Um, you know, as a dad, uh, experiencing that, um, how did you navigate that with your boys other than just, you know, kind of talking them through it? What, you know, if there's a parent out there, let me ask you this. If there's a parent out there that uh, maybe a husband or wife that's experiencing that, or maybe a loss of a child, um, you know, what, what, what advice would you give to, uh, to other parents? It's difficult because um, one, I, I think the thing is that you want to, uh, if you think someone is having suicidal thoughts, you, I think you got to be direct with them. Uh, you've got to, you know, put it in those terms. Uh, it was so difficult for Lisa to say anything. Uh, and I, and I didn't really understand it. She couldn't make me understand it. And, and 
it's funny because I feel like the person I am now would be better able to deal with it, of course, because <laughs> it's 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 given me all this horrible insight. Um, one of the things that I've always been uh, it it get so um, it made me understand the loss that she had. Like I felt the losses of her sisters. Uh, I've known I knew Lisa since I was eight years old. Oh wow her family and my family, uh, she was Jewish. Uh, and I come from a Christian background. My, my, I'm not religious myself, but my father is a priest. Uh, and we celebrated Passover with them and they would come for, you know, they'd come over to Christmas dinner at our place growing up. Uh, so I knew, I knew all of them so well, such wonderful people. Um, but Unfortunately, you know, as we know, trauma creates more trauma. Uh, you know, uh, it's hard to say, like, what causes all these things, but uh, being direct and talking and getting help, uh, the help didn't, it's difficult also. Lisa was so smart. Uh, all her sisters were so smart um, that, you know, if you can outsmart the psychiatrists, you're you are you're outsmarting yourself, but it's difficult to get help that way. Um, it's yeah, being direct and talking about it and being open about things. Like I know, I cry a lot. I've cried a lot in front of my kids, and pe some people, uh, I think for for men to be able to be more comfortable doing that. Uh, to not it's not a shine it's not a sign of weakness it's a sign of strength to be able to show the inside of you um and it's hard for kids like kyle was 14 when this happened and to have to go back to school in his first year of high school i guess for you guys you is that like Freshman? What do you call the first year? Freshman, of yeah, freshman. We have different terms for this in Canada, but uh, like they don't understand uh, a death of a parent. Most kids, like you, don't understand these things until it happens to you. Um, and suicide is just so complicated. I've yeah. lost people to cancer. Uh, it's funny because I'd go to to um like a widow's groups and we'd go around and everyone would tell their story and it would be cancer 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 and then someone would start telling their story and i would the first group and i realized that they were a suicide as well mm -hmm. and it's weird you kind of, i kind of got excited about it it's like all right someone who understands what i'm going right. through a little they, they weren't really ready to they were they were having such a tough time they they came uh her background was vietnamese and i think culturally for them the family was saying it was a heart attack uh because of the shame of suicide mm. uh like you know that that uh i think under catholicism it's a sin and you go to hell i don't know if they've changed that in 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 old Jewish law, you wouldn't be able to be buried in a Jewish cemetery if you died by suicide. That's changed now. Uh, you know this this doesn't help people. 
to to put this kind of shame on them about about this kind of suffering and the family that they have to live with that after right to not be able to have their uh loved ones resting in the same uh cemetery you know mm -hmm. uh and i think it it's just it's you know so many of my i lost a lot of friends a lot and and, and it's funny when you were talking about the the pandemic when the pandemic came <laughs> uh i know this is our suffering was so intense uh it was almost welcome the mm. pandemic it was like okay the rest of society is suffering a little bit now we felt like and i know people were suffering a lot and people were dying but we we were uh experiencing that you know uh and it also meant that the sh schools got shut down and I had my boys around me all the time. Right. We, we were happy about that. We got to work converting the gym and uh, the garage into a gym. We built an Olympic lifting platform. Another buddy of mine. It's funny the people that step up too. like all this, like it's not really good. It's like I, I it's like a calling of family and friends. There's the people that that just I think out of not knowing what to say, and you don't have to say anything, you just have to witness the person suffering, just to be with them. You don't have to say anything. You just have to, uh, to me, that's like, there's a lot of people, they want to do something for you or, or do something to help you get better. But really, what you need is just someone to listen to you and your story. And you don't have to say anything. That's what I needed. I know maybe other people need something else. But to just be listened to uh, is so important. And yeah, so like one of the guys that, so we were building the garage and one of this guy, just a kid, 20, I thought he was 30 because he had a big full beard. And he was my, he, I used to do Olympic weightlifting. Uh, and he was my coach. And they were changing the equipment at the Y. And he calls me up. He said, Mike, They've got these squat racks and they're getting rid of them. They can't sell them, but, you know, want me to load one in my car for you. So he loaded the squat rack in the car and brought it over. And man, like I, he'd be over. And, uh, and then I said, you know, how old are you? And he goes, 23. He's good. Good Lord. You were one year old when I got married to Lisa, <laughs> you know? And I was like, and the guy, and I'd be, I'd be bawling. I'd like, I'd someone would call like while we're lifting and I just start crying and he didn't say anything. He just stood by me and man, like it's, it's tearing me up just thinking about it. I have to thank him for it. Like I haven't, I haven't caught him at the gym. Like, and he just, and this was like when the pandemic was on and the Y was all shut down and uh, yeah, he had come over and brought this over and we, and we lifted together. Uh, it was great because physical exercise uh you know for, was really getting us through it and then, yeah we winterized the garage we, and it, it was great to have a project and it also meant we got out of the house we were in the house and we got a big i have a big house and it, it's got a big backyard so it's like you had to walk across the backyard and go into the garage to work on it so it's like you still like felt like you were going somewhere and uh 
you know, so working on that project together, Jake and I did all the work on it pretty much. And then it was funny. Kyle's the guy who got into doing the lifting. Uh, so he's been, he's been, and so for him, he, he kind of has to do it all the time because he knows it makes him feel better. Uh, he's, he's, he has, he's kind of more bottled up emotionally. Uh, getting therapists for everybody is completely key. Uh, making sure that they can be comfortable talking. Uh, I know it's, this is like, uh, I don't know what people do that don't have the resources that I have. Hmm. You know, that we just leave people, like there's no free therapy for people. Like calling up, I can imagine like, you know, Lisa getting the best therapist we can have and they weren't giving, doing it or any help. I can't imagine what it's like for people that don't have the same resources that I have. Like I'm, I'm, we're good at advocating for ourselves in the mental health care system. We're like, I know that you guys uh, hear some myths about our healthcare system, like that we have this amazing all-inclusive healthcare system up in, you know, communist Canada, but that's not quite the reality up here. So, you know, the, it's like, I remember when I was younger, I could go to the doctor for free and then he'd say, oh, here's what you need. And then I'm allergic to penicillin. And I would, so it would be a, a pen, some other kind of antibiotic. And I'd say, oh, it's 200 bucks to get this thing fulfilled. So I would just not get it when I was younger and as a, as a starting out musician, you know, so I can get what I, they tell me what I need, but I can't pay for what I need. Right. But on the other hand, you got cancer. It's covered here. hundred percent. But mental health care. It's not covered. And uh, I remember one of Lisa's friends early on when it happened so fast, Brian, it was just crazy. Like we always, we joked that I picked the right, the right sister. I got the same one, right? Because the other two were dead at that point. Like mm -hmm. the, um, Jen died before we were married. Lisa's middle, the middle daughter. And when we got back from our honeymoon, that's when, that's when Becca Jane died. And, uh, yeah, we always said, oh, so, you know, I got the, I got the sane one or, and then, but then it was, it was August, like we were in California for VidCon, which is big, uh, uh, YouTube conference and everything was normal then, you know, she was, we were sleep, she was sleeping great. Uh, we had a good conference and this is in July, 2019, everything normal. And then by the end of August, she's not sleeping. Uh, it was like in a one week two week period because i was seeing a therapist at the time just because i would get chronically burnt out because you know running <clears throat> youtube and, and creating a, a kind of little kids music empire is exhausting <laughs> uh so i'd work really really hard all the time and then uh, i'd get burnt out so i was uh, in therapy just to figure out a better path through that and uh so the first couple therapies were about me but then Everything was about Lisa after that because it just it just turned on a dime. It's uh, you don't know what happens. It's like something got turned on in her brain or something like that. Mm. Wow. Um, you know, you talk a lot about various things in that in in what you just said there, but um, one of the things that I want to hit on is um, the importance of connecting with your boys and the fact that you guys you know, kind of set up this, this gym in, in the garage, um, kind of gave you guys a chance to connect. You know, it's funny. I, I had dads through the pandemic that reached out to me and said, you know, my kids can't go outside and play. They can't go see their friends. 
but I can't get them off these darn video games either. I want to figure out something else for them to do. And I said, I would tell them, why are you trying to get them off the video games? They can't do anything else. They can't go see their friends. Why don't you play video games with them? Yeah, why don't yeah. you ha- why don't you have them teach you how to play the video game that they're playing? And that, play that, old games. Yeah. Play old that, games and kick yeah. their asses. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, so I just tell them, I said, you know what? Enjoy that bonding time with them because you know, I looked at, you know, the pandemic, yes, scary. A lot of people went through uh just just horrible things, uh, lost, you know, losing a family member to it, uh, to COVID and all that. Um, but I saw it as a, as a chance for us to reconnect, um, with our families and you, we, we run such, such busy lives. Like you're talking about running the YouTube show. It took a lot of your time. Um, but the pandemic allowed us to reconnect as a family and find things together as a family that we can share and talk about and do things together within the house. And you doing that with your boys, you know, building the gym and all that to help you work through not only some of the issues you guys were going through together as a family, but also, you know, the fact that you guys couldn't really do anything else um, is uh, a testament to the dad that you are and the kind of leader that you want to be for your boys. Um, So that's awesome. Um, we also the other thing that we do uh, a couple days after Lisa died, uh, Kyle played the drums, uh, but he stopped playing the drums. Uh, Jake plays saxophone, guitar, piano, and bass. He's uh, he, he's he's quite the musical force, and I think it's been hard for Kyle to find a musical place in the family. Uh, Lisa played bass, uh, so we would once a week. We would uh, all we would have a little family like another drummer would come over and play with us. Kyle wasn't part of that. Uh, Kyle, a couple days after Lisa died, picked up the guitar, and it's difficult sometimes to learn from your dad, especially right. if what your dad is like super passionate about. Right? No, 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 you're doing that wrong. There, you gotta, you gotta hold your finger. Like, no, come on, you gotta, you gotta be serious about this, right? And. Uh, but we had this moment where I was teaching him uh, some basic chords. And we kind of realized at the same time how happy it would have made Lisa to see us finally cooperating musically. Because it had always been a problem for us. It had always been something that was, uh, you know, that was the, the joke is like, you know, you're going to study music with dad there's going to be tears eventually right (laughs) Right? i think it's inevitable but uh we were getting along so well and that's continued he wants to now audition for jazz programs uh on guitar uh he's got it's got a lot to learn but man he has learned so much and now uh it was the drummer this this guy one of the guys that's really stuck by me is my friend chris who comes by and that was the other thing that kept us through the pandemic we you know you i don't know what they did where you were but we had this thing when it was the early part of the pandemic and people were dropping like flies uh we had they they said that you could have a bubble 10 people that you see uh and so chris was chris was this guy a non-family member that we brought in he was our drummer and uh he said, why doesn't Kyle play with us? He's playing because Jake switched to bass. Lisa played bass. And so 
I started playing bass and Jake playing guitar, but Jake was just terrible on the guitar. So I switched back to guitar and Jake played bass. And then he said, let's get Kyle to play. So Kyle started playing with us. And it was just hilarious at first. Like he'd come in and just not know the song and just start jumping around and stuff. But this this has been something. It's funny, man, because I remember when I was a teenager, I was never home on Friday and Saturday night. <laughs> it's been so weird. But we just hang out together all the time. We're super tight. And the other thing we did is is we wanted a dog and we were going to get a dog when Lisa got better. Mm. On the day that Lisa died, I said, we're going to get a dog. Wait, let me see. This way. See the dog? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. One of the dogs. Uh, that's Luna. Uh, and boy, she ch changed her life. And it meant that, well, when, uh, when Lisa died, uh, Lisa's mom, Karen, has a dog, Kaya. And basically, she moved in with us for nine months. Uh, from that, from that day, like, man, it's weird thinking about that day. But yeah, everybody was around me in the bed. Uh, her dog was there. Karen was there. My family was there. Just all of us on the bed, just kind of holding on to each other. <clears throat> but, uh, so that dog, Karen died too. Mm. A few weeks. Uh, but two months ago, uh, she died suddenly. She didn't die by suicide, uh, which is which is a blessing. Uh, but she died suddenly. Uh, we hadn't heard from her in a couple of days. The kids usually get a text, and and Kaya and Jake would get a picture of Kaya, her dog. Uh, and so. I started to get a funny feeling about it. Mm. And Jake actually was the one who found her. Mm. Uh, so that re-traumatized us. It's called compound trauma. Yeah. And it sent, it sent me down a deep hole. But we have Kaya now too. We have two dogs. And that when we, when we got Kaya, like well, when I say we, I mean the family got Kaya and Karen got Kaya. Karen is Lisa's mom uh the people that she's a, a rescue dog um and she the deal was you gotta take care of this dog if something happens to karen and i said of course i'll take care of that dog if something happens to karen and that's what's happened so now kaya's not up here right now but we have <laughs> it's been quite the handful having two though apparently it's not twice as much work having two dogs because you can walk them both at the same time. They right. get along pretty well. Uh, and having two dogs is, uh, you know, it's great having the unconditional love of dogs. Yeah. Uh, and it's been so good for the kids. And they're, they're awesome. The deal was we'll get a dog, but you each have to commit. Can Get this. I said three walks, morning walks a week each. And do you think they're doing it? I don't know. That's a mixed question because there's some kids that are, you know, they're doing it. Oh, they're good. doing it. I have, I have the most awesome kids. Uh, yeah, they're totally doing it. And 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 right right now, uh, we're planning on going to Costa Rica on the 23rd because the anniversary. Lisa died on the 26th of December, oh, so man. we're not the biggest Christmas family anymore. Um. 
I was never been a big, like the gift giving is not something I've ever been into. Like I've always been on the other end of that in, in that I used to be in a, I used, when I was a teenager, I've always worked for myself. I've always been an entrepreneur. Uh, when I was a teenager, I started up a t-shirt business. So I saw the panic of people buying. And and so I'd be selling this stuff and just like making piles and piles of money. I'd be like, you know, these people, they've just got a list in their hand and they're just buying whatever they can find. And it 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 I know it fuels the economy and everything, but it seems like there's a better way to do things. And the better way to do things, in my opinion, is just to be with your family and thankful for those things and have, you know, and it's the getting together with people. That's what I cherish. Like, you know, I'd give away all my riches to have Lisa back. Yeah, it's not. There's no, you know, there's no question. Hmm. Uh, so, yeah, we're planning on going away, and Kyle's just guys come down with COVID. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so he's he's sequestered in the basement right now. So I I sent the one dog down to hang out with him. So we unfortunately have a good house for. I'm I'm testing negative. Jake's testing negative, but the last time we had it, it went, it took 15 days to get each one of us to get infected, right? Because of the in, in incubation period. Right. And I don't want to be super sick on vacation. So, yeah. So now that's added another <clears throat> layer of complexity to life right now. And, and poor Kyle. Kyle's the one I like, he's, he's the baby. Uh, so, yeah, we went out for a walk. Like he masks when he's going outside. Uh, and we can go, you know, he, now he's just desperate to walk the dogs because it's something to do. So he's doing all the dog walking, but I'm going with him in the morning. So I went with oh. him in the evening like, too, because he's not getting much contact now. It's really hard. All right. Well, I'm sorry. I hope he gets better. I hope none, none of you guys get it so you guys can enjoy your, at least enjoy the uh, the serenity of Costa Rica while you guys celebrate uh, Lisa's life um, and not so much, you know, her passing, but her life. Um, so that's, that's great. Um, I do hope that that happens for you guys. Um, it's going to happen. It's, it's going to happen. Good. That's good. Uh, you guys need it uh, for sure. Um, I do want to kind of shift gears because I know we're talking sure. about a lot of things that, that you guys have gone through over the last couple of years. Um, but I want to shift gears because I want to talk about um, your music and the YouTube channel, because this is something that kids need. There's so much out there that kids shouldn't be viewing on YouTube. And the fact that you have, you know, kind of this program, um, these videos that kids can watch and listen to and enjoy the songs. I'm sure they drive parents crazy because they're listening to the same song over and over again in the car. But, you know, that's, that's part of the fun of having, you know, kids and letting them, let them enjoy life because life hits them on the chin when they become adults. Right. So for sure, <clears throat> what inspired you to really start the, you know, these, these kind of videos and these songs, I know you said you wrote that one song and it was kind of a hit, but what kind of led to that inspiration? Um, it felt like there was, a a bit of a void in that area. Like I've never, uh, I had done a bunch of kids recordings already that were kind of more in the, uh, early childhood education area. Uh, but I, I always wanted to do, um, cause I'd worked as a regular professional musician in the regular 
you know, adult world. And, and I'd done a lot of teaching. I'd done a lot of guitar teaching and then, then worked with young kids. And when I came to this, I always wanted to do the music part of it. The same as I do music for anybody. Uh, music, uh, you know, they have all these studies about, you know, classical music's effect on the brain and other kinds of music do too. I know jazz does, and even some, uh, progressive music, uh, metal and things like that actually really stimulate your brain and are amazing outlets. I know I like a wide variety of music, but I do like loud guitars and, uh, and I know that both my kids do too. Jake kind of is also into a lot of other stuff. He's the real jazz man in the house. He plays jazz amazingly. Uh, but Kyle loves heavy music and it's got him through so many difficult things. And I think we've done, a, I've done a lot of that stuff in the kids area. Like I did a record called Heavy Metal Dinosaur Songs. Uh, and it's it's the same kind of music I'd make if I was making it for, uh, in fact, when we when you when you release songs on Spotify, uh, they you pitch a song to them. So I pitched the songs to them, hoping it's going to get on the Spotify dinosaur songs playlist, which exists. But they put it on the regular hard rock playlist, like like this with with ACDC and, you know, the latest releases from, uh, you know, and and, uh, you know, it's like, whoa. So two of our songs got got put on the the regular Spotify editorial hard rock playlist. Uh, and which is to me a testament. And when I listen, it was great because I could put it on the playlist and compare how our track would hit compared to what is happening in hard rock now. Uh, and man, it when you listen to them next to each other, sonically, we're very competitive. Uh, and cool. musically, I think we're competitive or sometimes even better. So, uh, and, and like you, you talk about people getting driven crazy. Like I get so many parents reaching out to me and thanking us, like, you know, parents that maybe are into heavy music too. It's funny because the, the music we got has a lot of other kinds of music, like in the dinosaur rock opera, there's jazz, there's kind of poppy tunes in there. There's some kind of banjo-y folky stuff, but the ones that people have latched onto are the loud ones. Uh, and I think it's because that doesn't really exist uh in that idiom uh and and we're providing something for families that are into that sort of thing and it's also a gateway for people to get into other stuff uh so and i know how this kind of music has stimulated my mind uh and how difficult it is to play this kind of music and it's I think that's kind of my motivation and just to make the kind of music that I would make for anybody. And, I, and, and just, but, but the messages are also, and I also include stuff. I remember this one song that came out, I was working with a YouTube manager at the time and it's the second or third song on the first record. It's called, do you know who I am? So the little baby triceratops is hashed out of her egg and she's, ask imploring the universe do you know who i am do you know what i am is having a uh, she's having an existential crisis and uh you know it looks into the mirror and sees itself and tears fall down and and then so i was getting these comments this is back when you could put comments on kids videos uh and uh of people saying 
you know, my, my daughter is, is crying and crying when they watch this video. And I thought, oh no, this is terrible. And so I, I talked to my manager and he, and he said to me, Mike, this is amazing. This, this person is connecting with your story in a very human and honest way. Uh, and you're providing, and then, and then I would, it's funny, I would get that comment. And then the person came back and commented again a few weeks later and said, thanking me. Cause the first time they were kind of upset. And the second time they said, I appreciate it. I think my child is working through some trauma through this song. Mm. And I was like, uh, this is, I guess this is after, of course, Lisa's sisters had died, but this is, you know, ages before any of that had happened. And I was working. And then later on in the story, they're battling some the the new blended family are battling a velociraptor some velociraptors, and uh, there's some quicksand and the Terry the the heroine of the story is stuck in the quicksand, and Stegos the Stegosaurus character goes into the quicksand and puts her head down so Terry can escape walking on top of her and then. Uh, the stegosaurus sinks into the quicksand and dies. Mm. Uh, and I was nervous about, it was funny because I was working on this video when Lisa was suffering. Uh, so it's it's a pretty personal thing for me. I'd work, I'd written this song, like it takes usually about a year to put each one of the songs and videos together. Uh, like some of them will be in various forms of production, but from beginning to end, it can be, some songs are years to, to complete. Wow. Uh, but, and then again, I think it was something, and I was interested to see what the feedback would be from that song. And again, it was, people were, uh, some people were upset, like, how could you kill this character? But many of them were also, you know, hooray for Steggy for saving Terry and what a hero. Uh, and I think it's important for us not to, and it's so funny because Disney used to be this way too, right? Like the beginning of, and you remember what happens at the beginning of Bambi. Mm -hmm. Bambi loses its mother, right? The little child loses its mother. And uh, that's a story for every child that's lost their mother. Right. Uh, and like, I didn't realize that like I was making stories for, you know, to help people that my own kids are going to need too, right? So whenever I encounter others, and that was the thing that, and I know how that helps people because that's what's helped me. It's funny how it comes back, back around to this, but connecting to other people that have lost their spouses through suicide has been kind of what's helped me through it. Uh, those people, you know, to see that they're further along than I am, uh and that there's a there is a path forward uh that there'll be there can be love again uh there can be happiness again you know you don't think those things are even possible at first yeah. but i think that my music is doing that for people uh and all some of it's just of course just fun stuff right but uh but also to have stuff in there that is real uh, and so that real from a musical perspective, as well as real from a, uh, you know, a human perspective, from a storytelling perspective, uh, it's, uh, how I, you know, I think it's the only way that I can operate, I think is to do things honestly. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously it's resonating. It's you've gotten over a billion views. Uh, you've got, you know, a, a million subscribers uh, on YouTube. Uh, clearly it's resonating. And I think that, you know, when I, you're talking about that, you know, the heavy metal side of the music and the kids really enjoying it, you know, kids are energetic. They just want to jump and yeah, run yeah. and play and, and bounce off the walls. And, and so I think that just kind of helps them kind of get that energy out. Um, it's but, an outlet, right? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I think about, you know, music is a healing uh, tool. Um, it's something that we need to to help navigate. You know, I think about when I'm when I'm frustrated, I like to go for a run. I like to I like to run. And, you know, if I'm yeah, frustrated yeah. or having a stressful day, my wife will even tell me you need to go for a run. You need to you need to get out some energy, go for a run. Uh, and I'll do that. And, you know, I've tried listening to books when I run but it just doesn't have the same effect on me and listening to music just kind of helps me relax and be free and enjoy what I'm doing. Uh, so music is a, is a healing tool. Uh, and I think that's such a powerful story and, um, you sharing about the child crying because obviously they were experiencing something and the, and you're right. They were connecting with the story. And that's the whole point of it is the connection that, kids need with not only music, but the message behind the, the words and the sound and the images that they see. Um, so I, I, I just commend you in the process and the journey that you've gone through to create this, you know, essentially this brand that is helping families and families that may be struggling in various areas. The fact that you're putting the stories behind different experiences that may have happened or occurred uh, that somebody can relate to is remarkable. Uh, I think it's such a cool, cool uh, story. And I think it's such a cool thing that you're doing. Um, I do hope that you're continuing it and continuing um, the story or different stories within the, within the brand. What is your, what is your end goal? What's your hope for this, I guess this, uh, this journey that you're on with this Howdy Tunes and the, in the dinosaur uh, brand, which, what's your goal for parents? My goal for parents? Yeah. In, in listening to this, uh, to this music and the videos for their kids. Enriching their lives, uh, enriching their lives with music. Uh, it's funny. Sometimes people talk about like, you know, the math music connection. Uh, but I'm a strong believer in just music making you more musical is a wonderful end goal in itself right uh that if it turns you on to other music i really do view ourselves as a, as a gateway drug to other musics like i think i think of the kids that listen grow up listening uh i'm sorry but a lot of pop music today is just too simple <laughs> it's just too like it's not it's it can be extremely well produced and the musicians can be extremely talented. There are exceptions. You know, I think of someone like Bruno Mars, his, he's a fantastic musician. Uh, and some of his music had some depth to it. Uh, but a lot of stuff that people hear, it's, it's super, super easy to consume. Uh, but people that have listened uh, and I know some of the favorite bands that I listen to, I sometimes have to listen to the record a couple of times before I can kind of deconstruct it uh, in a similar way that one might listen to something like Stravinsky or something like that. You can't get the right of spring on the first listening. You know, you gotta, you gotta listen to that stuff a few times to process what's going on. 
And this is your brain making all kinds of connections. And I think that that kids getting into this music, they're not going to be able to like I can't listen to music that isn't, in my opinion, good music. Um, and all genres will have good music, but uh like there's ter and there's terrible music in all genres. Uh but I feel like if I give kids really good music, it's going to make them seek out more good music. And I think that's that's my end goal, really, is to make them lifelong lovers of music. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's been it's it's really great when I have people reaching out to me. It's funny, too. Some people reach out about our family story, too. And I've connected with a lot of people that way as well. Uh, but it happens all the time. People just being so thankful for you know, saying thank you for making this kind of music. We haven't found this anywhere else. Uh, it's a niche product. And I think it's also something that like it's it can take. It's been a slow and long growth for us. Uh, and we're continuing to grow. Uh, but I think that's part of the if, if you're making something that's a little bit more difficult to digest. Uh, it's going to grow a little bit more slowly, but the growth is going to be uh sustainable and and it'll continue on like um if that makes any sense yeah no i i think you're right i, I think it's great that the the message that you're sharing um you know with parents with kids um will really help them to not only grasp good music but you know it, seek like you said seek other types of music out there um mm -hmm. and the fact that you're a musician and kind of can kind of dissect different songs and music and having to listen to maybe an album a few times before you really grasp the meaning behind it and i, I think about that you know i'm a huge eagles fan and i think about some of the songs that i've heard you know that i listened to when i was a kid that i listen to now and go wait a minute you know, I listen to the words and I go, wait, that doesn't mean that. That means something completely different. And, and I have to you know, read. A really good song means something different to you in each stage of your life. Yeah. You know, what's that? Remember that John Cougar? What was that one? Uh, Jack and Diane. Yeah. That means something really different when you're older. Right. Right. Yeah. Hold so on to 16 as long as you can. Right. It means something when you're 16, but it means something really different when you're 54. Yeah, and that's that's what's that's what's cool about uh, behind the uh, really gifted talent in in the musicians, uh, the artists that that come up with these uh, these songs. So, um, I commend you for what you're doing, and I'm glad to see that that, that this is out there for families and for kids. Um, it's so remarkable that uh, there are people out there like you that are really trying to you know spread love through music. Uh, because you don't get a lot of that now. Um, a lot of the music, like you said, out there, some of it's just junk. And, you know, sometimes our kids pick up the wrong type of music that just sends the wrong message. And the fact that you're sending the right message through your music is, is awesome. Um, you know, Mike, if my listeners want to look you up, learn a little bit more about you, best places for them to do that. Uh, you can go to howdytunes.com, uh, H-O-W-Y, uh, H-O-W-D-Y-T-O-O-N-S.com. It has a, it has links to everything, but you can just search us on YouTube or Spotify. Uh, just a Google search should, you know, bring us up. No problem. Uh, the, you know, on, we, on YouTube, we've got a couple a few different channels. We've got it in Spanish, Portuguese. We also have a Howdy Tunes Extreme channel, which is stuff that's kind of for more, 
old older kids, I would say, uh, teenagers and stuff like that. We're just starting to work on stuff. The Howdy, the main Howdy Tunes channel is like a, all this stuff is made for kids, and you can find all that stuff on the YouTube Kids app too. So if you if you want, that's part of the issue. Um, is there's so much stuff on YouTube. Uh, they have the YouTube Kids app, but it, it's it's been a big problem. That's a that's kind of a side topic, but yeah, that's the best places to to find us. All right, cool. Well, I'll make sure I put all those links in the in the show notes. Um, but Mike, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, getting to meet you virtually um, and hear the kind of stuff that you've not only gone through, but also your story and the stuff that you're doing now uh, and have been doing for for families. So I appreciate you for being on the show, my friend. Thank you, Brian. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, listen, guys, uh, this has been another episode of Dad Up. Thank you guys very much for joining me. Uh, please check out what Mike is doing at howdytunes.com. You can get everything there. You can go to his YouTube channel. His YouTube channel is phenomenal. Uh, make sure you guys are subscribing to his YouTube channel. Check out the music. Let your kids listen to it. Let them know what you think. Send them a rating or review. Let them know what you think as well. But as always, I appreciate my guest, Mike, being on the show. And don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel. Also, uh, my podcast, anywhere you get your podcasts. Um, so you don't miss any of the awesome guests that I have on each and every week, like Mike. So thank you guys very much for joining me on another episode of Data. Wow, another amazing episode in the books. So much was shared, and I'm truly grateful my guest was able to pour into you to help you elevate your dad game and really dad up. Make sure you bang that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. And while you're here, please don't forget to leave me a rating and a review. I always appreciate the feedback. Also, did you know you can watch the video interview of this episode? You can by simply going to my YouTube channel at Dad Up Podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe to my channel. And one last thing, don't forget, your role as a dad is one of the most important roles you have. So if you need a little help or have questions, don't hesitate to reach out to me on my website at dataptribe.com or at my Instagram page at dataptodcast. Until next time, everyone, data. Up.